This is the Good Morning Hamilton podcast on 900 CHML. It is the Good Morning Hamilton Roundtable on 900 CHML. Paul and Shona with me today. Good morning. How is it going? It awesome. is going very well. I thought it was Friday until oh. about 25 minutes ago. That would be sweet. So it was going great until about 25 minutes ago. <laughs> when the realization came that, nah. Yeah, I actually walked down the hall. I said, happy Friday to a co-worker. And he looked at me like, it's Thursday, Paul. Like, oh, Brig, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you you have Rick's ampronitis. Is it, yes. is it really? <laughs> <laughs> one more day, one more day. Yeah. We're, we're almost there. Today's poll question of the day. With auto thefts on the rise in Ontario, are you taking extra precautions to keep your vehicle safe? 56% of the voters right now saying yes. 44% say no. I recall talking about this issue a few months ago, and I think we all committed to getting a Faraday pouch, and I went through with it. I don't know if you guys did as well, or taking other measures to protect your vehicle. Shona, you want to start? Well, we've decided to go with one of the easiest and really most logical ones. Yes. We put the junker at the end of the driveway. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> That's indeed a, a legitimate tip. If you have two vehicles, put the more expensive one uh, not closer to the street, but the cheaper one or the jalopy closer yep. to the street. It's the Tucson for the block. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, any uh, extra precautions you have taken? I did get one of those pouches, and I per, I bought a car that is not in the top ten list. So is that okay? Ooh, <laughs> oh, yes, that certainly helps. Now, I did not look at the list when I bought the car. I just got the car because it was in my price range yeah. and I was lucky enough to find out oh look it's not on the top 10 I don't even know if it's in the top 20 I, I think mine is number one on the list yeah, oh. yours is, yours is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that I mean I do park my car in the garage every day that's again uh, even that's, during that's even in the daytime like if I'm driving in my driveway I'm mm-hmm. in my garage yep. and the garage is locked so there is that but other than the pouch and going in the garage no, I really haven't. And yep. I mean, they, the simple one to do, a really easy one, is covering the VIN number. Yeah, you know what? I haven't done that yet. Yeah. I'm going to do that today. Like it takes masking tape. That's it. Yeah, piece of yeah. paper. Piece yeah, of, piece yeah. of paper. Well, a piece of paper won't, may, may, may float around, a yeah. little masking tape, and it's there. That's right. Yep. Yeah. My wife's vehicle was stolen years ago, like 10, 15 years ago. She had an old purple Dodge Neon. And sorry, somebody's calling me. And uh, <laughs> don't think, no, you're your wife. Going, don't talk about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's no, not her. It was parked right in front of the house. Uh, and uh, you know, we wake up. She wakes up. She's like, "My car's gone. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it was stolen." Hamilton police eventually recovered it like three or four days later in the east end of Hamilton, mm. with a screwdriver punched out the uh, the old ignition and. Away they went. Yeah. But and you did get the car back. Well, no, we just wrote it off. Yeah. Oh, because the ignition was punched out, it was a write-off? Well, yeah, it cost too much. I mean, the car, it was a Dodge Neon, Paul. Oh. <laughs> it was not worth that <laughs> yeah. much. Not that worth that much money. You actually looked out and went, yay, they stole our car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, the, not only do I have the Faraday pouch, but, yes, the, the VIN number will be covered today. That's so easy to do. I know. That's why I went and got the pouch. I think we all talked about it after that show. We all yeah. Thought, why do we not have pouches? Why? Why do we not have pouches? Yep. So, yeah, I got those. I use it every day. So yeah. It's an easy thing to do. So, and now you, then you know when you're at home where the keys are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In Greensville, South Carolina, there is a woman by the name of Melanie Harper who was dumping her recyclables in a bin at a recycling center last Saturday when her diamond and white gold ring slipped off her finger and was lost amid the plastic and paper and cardboard. Oh, no. So... 
because this was happening on a weekend, and she figured there's no way I'm going to find this. She sent an email to the Greensville Public Works Department saying, I know the likelihood of finding this is slim to none, but if the ring is found, please let me know and I'll come and pick it up. So she was holding out hope. So on Monday, the first thing that Public Works employees in Greensville, South Carolina do is dump this big container of recyclables. They're saying, all right, let's see if we can find this thing. And so they share on their Facebook page, finding a needle in a haystack, hard. Finding a ring in a recycling bin, nearly impossible. Mm. Unless you're City of Greensville public workers who found the ring. Wow. So was it sunny and it was sparkling or something? It was sparkling. All the diamonds were there. The white gold was intact. The name of the guy who found the ring, no word of a lie, Travis Golden. What are the odds of that? Can can I tell you my story? Yes. My ring story? So you guys know that I have a ring that I wear out every day, all the yes. time, everywhere. And uh, I know you know it because we've talked about it before. Yeah. Anyway, one day, I mean, I never take it off. And one day I was at Sobeys and I was shopping and I had reached into a freezer in the kind when it was, you know, you reach down. And I came up and I was going along and my ring's gone. So I thought the only place. So I started looking <laughs> through the freezer and the guy comes out and says, so we start looking through. We can't find it anywhere. Oh. So a guy says, well, I'll call. I'm going to call a couple of people and we'll, we'll have a look for it through the freezer. Wow. And maybe it's stuck to something. Anyway, you know where it was? Like they actually did find it, but it wasn't in the freezer. It was in those, you know, the little slats to go around the freezer. It's kind of like the air vents. Yes. It had fallen into the air vent. No. So yeah. So they actually took the freezer apart to bring my ring out for me. Man. So then I gained a lot of weight to make sure the ring stayed on my fan <laughs> forever. You grabbed some extra ice cream containers from that freezer just to make sure it would not fall off again. Yeah. Uh, another story I have for you is a very old item that was recently sold to the highest bidder at auction. But this has a little bit of a twist. So this is Brettles Auctioneers in Shrosfire, England, said a 19th century cabinet was brought into the auction house by a family who said that it had belonged to a deceased uncle. And so a specialist was photographing the cabinet because they were going to put it on the auction block and they were going to say, hey, look at these photos and, and see if you want to bid on this. And uh, as this person is taking these pictures, in the back of a drawer, they found an old lemon. And this lemon, lemon was a lemon. It was so old it had turned brown. And it was like the size of a baseball, almost looked like an old worn baseball. The fruit was also inscribed with the message given to Mr. P. Lou Franchitti, November 4th, 1739 to Miss E. Baxter. That's right. This this lemon was 285 years old, sitting in the back of the drawer in this cabinet which was now up for auction. So they go to the auction block, and they're thinking, you know what? Why don't we put the lemon up for auction, too? This thing's 285 years old. So the cabinet is sold for $40. The lemon fetches a bid of (laughs) (laughs) $1,780. At forty dollars, I must say the cabinet was probably pretty ugly. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, you know that but, era. Yeah. Yeah, but the lemon, seventeen eighty. <laughs> wow. You know that's a very particular kind of collection someone must have. Yes. I wonder what like what did what else did he give her that the lemon would be something? I'll just save this in the back of this cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in the seventeen hundreds, a lemon was like. He really liked this yeah, girl. I guess so, yeah. yeah. He yeah, was doing us. a hard-pressed court on her. Yeah, giving the, like, spice, special spice to somebody. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the penmanship on the lemon 
is extraordinary. If you want to check it out, go to Instagram. Go to Brettles Auctions. That's the Instagram. So this account. isn't some fake thing. This is no. Real. This is absolutely so, real. So the the penmanship held up. Yes. On this old shriveled brown. <laughs> it looks like it was carved out of the lemon, but it is Ooh. so interesting. It looks like an artifact. Well, it is an artifact. Still, well, yeah. almost three hundred years old. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. If, Not going to be putting that in my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where would drink? you put that? <laughs> <laughs> Not on the bedside no. table, that's for sure. Although, it would be a discussion item. Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday mornings from 530 to 9 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.